this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Well, again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I'm always excited to be part of your journey, be a part of your every week, your month, your years. I'm so glad we've got so many people on board with me on this journey, and I'm on board with you on your journey. I always encourage people to write into the ministry. Let us know exactly what's going on with you. Tell us what you like to hear, you know, what what you like, maybe what you don't like. That's fine with us. You know, we, we definitely want honesty. And plus, let me know if some things in the future you guys want to hear, hear me talk about. I would love to be able to do new podcasts. I do new teachings uh, every other week. Uh, we sell on the website as digital downloads and sometimes as CDs. I have courses out that I've put together. And a lot of times throughout all these years of all my books and courses and podcasts and teachings, I always like to receive ideas from people because you know what? Life is not about just me. It's about us. Everything's one, and we can begin to understand that in Christ, everything's one. And so because of that, I want to be able to stay tuned to you and hear your story and hear the amazing things that goes on within you. Because the truth is, my experience is great, but your experience is awesome as well. And I love to be able to do podcasts and teachings based on people's ideas. People always saying, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, this is what I've been going through. Or, hey, you know, tell me more about grace. Or tell me more about how to think like, you know, being, po- being positive. I remember doing a teaching this past week on training your brain to be more positive. And we've had so many amazing people say, wow, this teaching has changed my thoughts. It's changed my life. I've, I've tried for years to think positive, never could. I got, I downloaded your teaching, Jeremy, on the website, and it's really been encouraging to me. So I'm always moving on your experiences as well. That's what gives me the great ideas that God wants to, to download into me is from you because you're a great person. You're a great person with great ideas. And so let's join together in this thing we call the kingdom of God and let's sort of learn together. Let's adventure out, walk on a limb, so to say, and let's begin to dive into the things of the deep of the spirit. That's one thing I love about the kingdom of God is we can do this journey together. No one's alone. Let me share something with you before I talk about today's message is you're not alone. You know, one of the misconceptions that we think is we, we sort of have this impression that religion sometimes keep us, keeps us separated. This is separated mentality of you're separate from God if you don't do right. You're separate from God if you get angry. You're separate from God if, if you get mad, you know, or, you know, if you don't repent, you know, something's wrong, God's gonna walk away from you. Not true whatsoever. There's no separation. And the Bible makes it plain there's nothing, you know, in the sky, under the earth, on this planet. There's nothing in the universe that can separate you from the love of God. So you're connected. You're jointly connected to God. No worries, folks, okay? So get get over that worry and, and get, get into the place of wrong religion, but get into the place of right thinking, of get into the place of God. In fact, just skip religion and let's get into the place of God. As you get into the place of God, you realize all is well, all is secure, all is protected. And so if you feel today maybe like you're isolated, you're alone, you're like an island unto yourself, let me tell you something. You're not. 
We're all in this together. I might be on the other side of the world for many of you, or I might be in the state next to you. I might be in the same city you're in. But the truth is, we have to begin to understand that it doesn't matter because we're all connected together. And sometimes we think in the mind of Christ, maybe we're still separate people. We are separate people. However, the mind of Christ is in me, and the mind of Christ is in you, and the mind of Christ is in thousands of other people. That means, guess what? We're all in the same mind, right? So if we're in the same mind, you're not alone in your thinking. We all think sometimes bad things. We think good things. We think positive things. Sometimes we go through things of worry and doubt and fear because we, we think these things. Guess what? No one is by themselves. Everyone thinks this way. So in the mind of Christ, we're all joined together as one. So I wanted to sort of let you know that today to where if you feel like you're alone, you're really not alone. And sometimes when people write into me, they say, Jeremy, you speak my heart. You, you, you tell the truth of what I really want to say. And I remember doing a, um, uh, uh, my Facebook Live, my Instagram Live this past Monday, and I had so many hundreds of people, so many people compliment, but also comment. And they commented and said, you read my mail. Like, this is exactly what I want to say. And I love that because, you know, if we're all in the mind of Christ together, guess what? We're all, we're all thinking pretty much the same thing. Maybe we just sort of determine our terminology might be a little different. Maybe the way we phrase it's different. But the truth is we all think the same way, just express it by different means. You know, one of the things I've, I wanted to bring out um, in my Facebook Live, my Instagram Live last week was, was when you look at politics, you know, if you think of politics, you think you got Republican and Democrat within the United States of America. And, and the truth is, you know what, we're all really accomplishing the same thing. I mean, both parties really want peace. They just go about it differently. One party doesn't like how the other one's going, going about it, and the other party doesn't like how the other one's going about it. But the truth is, everybody really wants when you get down to it, everybody wants unity. Everybody wants peace. Everybody really wants the same thing. There's not one party that says we want everyone sick and dying and the other party is saying, oh, we want everybody well. The truth is everybody wants everybody to be well. But sometimes the way people think is going to be different from us. And sometimes it's going to sound different in the sense of sounding wrong or sounding right. But at the core and the fiber of all of our being, there's always something that really wants the best out of life and really wants our family to and safe. We want our friends to be healthy as well. We want to prosper. Let's just face it, folks. We want to prosper. We all we all want to prosper. You know, and, and even though different parties and different uh, tribes of people and different churches go about it a different way, the bottom line is this. You can't ask one human being, hey, do you want to be poor the rest of your life? Every human being on this planet would say, no, I don't want to be poor. So guess what? We have something in common. There's not one person in, in either party or a country or city or nation that if you say, hey, you know, do you want to be really sick and just so riddled with with cancer or leukemia that you want to be in bed all the time? The person, everyone on planet Earth would say, not at all. I want to be healthy. I want to be jogging and running. I want my two legs to work, my two arms to work. Everybody wants the same thing, folks. But some of us, we just go about differently, right? And so because of that, we got to begin to come out from among the world system and then say to ourselves, you know what? At the core, it might not be the best in the world because maybe sometimes we always get the ego, the edging out God. Maybe we put God aside in our parties and, and or maybe one party thinks the other party is pushing God out of the system and the other one thinks they're got God in the system. The truth is, folks, you're dealing with a worldly system. 
And both parties are guilty of the worldliness. And both and all cities and all states and all countries are all guilty. We're all guilty of the same thing. Always trying to do it our way and pushing God or edging God out of the equation. But there's another part of us that says, I wish there was something that was real behind the scenes. I wish there was, was a really God. I wish there really was a, a Jesus. I wish there really was this. And the thing is, you know what? Many of us make it our reality to know that he's real for us. And other people are still seeking and searching. And you know what? We give them grace because, you know what? Not everybody can come to the same conclusion overnight. Not everyone can come to the same reasoning overnight. And some people may never get into your reasoning. Some people may never get into your, you know, your conclusion. Not everybody actually wants to live without God. If you really think about it, the core fiber of our being as a human race, everybody really wants to believe in something that they can't see is watching over them. And you think about spirituality and New Age, and you think of so many different, you know, maybe branches off of that, that they believe in energy or universe or light. And the key thing is, you know what? No matter what you call it, everybody believes in an it. Everybody believes in something that is just hearing my prayer maybe watching over me. It's consciously aware that I'm here or I'm alive. And the truth is, everybody in this universe actually wants something outside of themselves that maybe they can't see to just know I'm loved. And when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we have to realize we all truly do want the same thing as a human race. And so what we have to do is begin to look at this and say, what do we do? So if you want to ask me, hey, what would you title this podcast? I would say something to the effect of, we all want the same thing. We all are wanting the same thing. Because if you really think about it, if we can read one verse that says, man, but at his very best is nothing more than a beast. Well, that's true. That's in Psalms. You read another scripture, you know how maybe some people would, would, would turn it around in their terminology and says, you know, man's a sinful nature. Man, and you know what? That's probably true because you know what? We all are. We all do sin and, shall, and fall short of the glory of God. And other people might look and say, but I really am a good person. What if I really am a good person? The truth is, you know what? I believe with all that's in me, I believe we're all guilty of sin, every one of us. We're all guilty of wrongdoings. We're all guilty of hating somebody once in your life. We're all guilty of wanting to be loved by that one special person in our life. We're all guilty of these things. We're all guilty of getting mad at God. Come on, folks. Don't tell me you've never in your life questioned God or got mad at Him. And God understands that. You think God's going to sit here and say, the moment you say you're mad at Him, I'm going to strike you dead? No. Does your earthly father do that? No. Sometimes you have disagreements and arguments. And the Bible makes it plain that grace is given to you where you can come before His throne boldly and ask what you will. Another verse says, you know what? It says, come and reason with God, which means I can talk it out with God. And sometimes talking out with God might feel like Jacob where I'm just going to just duke it out. I'm just going to, I just want to fight sometimes God and just, why did you allow this to happen? And you know what? This major prophet of God has done that before. And so have you. And we look at ourselves and we think, you know what? Are we really all that different? Are we really all that different? You know, when I think of, once again, political parties or countries or this country or that country or these people, you know what? I look and I say to ourselves, say to deep in myself, People do tend to really want the same thing. But sometimes, maybe through our upbringing or how we're raised in church, out of church, or believing in positivity or always negative netly, as we call them, you know, the truth is we all want the same exact thing. 
And maybe we don't know how to bring it out. Maybe we don't have to, maybe we don't know how to present that. You know, do you know what sometimes it's hard for people to show love? Now, I could look at myself and I could say, man, what's wrong with people? It's so easy to show love. I don't mind hugging you. I mean, you know, if I was to see my staff members right now, I go up to them, married or not married or woman or man, I just like to give them a bear hug and hug them all because that's just my, that's my, my childlike faith in me that just says, I'm not here to do anything dirty or nasty. I just want a big hug from you. That's all I want because I love people. I've grew up that way, hugging and, and, and telling people I love them and I'm not afraid to tell people I love them and give them a big hug. But yet, on the other hand, though, you have other people who truly want to be loved, but maybe they've never been hugged before. Maybe they've never known what it's like to trust anybody who says they love you because maybe they feel that love betrayed them or maybe knifed them in the back one day. But if you think about it, even the wounded, even the wounded who we look at and say, man, what's wrong with them? They don't want anybody around them. They don't want anybody to hug them. They don't want anybody to tell them to love them. What's wrong with these people? But guess what? If you checked out their heart, you would see their woundedness. You would see their lack of trust at times. And you would say, I get it. I, I do get it. Maybe they put a shield up to protect them. But yet, deep inside of them, do you know what they want? They want that. They still want to be loved. They still want to be hugged. They still want to be, you know, tell someone they love them and have somebody tell them they love. But it takes a while to break the barrier of woundedness. And so I've learned in my life as a Christian, I've learned to say, don't look at humanity and say it's me versus them. Because if you really stop to think about Christianity, if you think about atheism, Buddhism, Hinduism, if you think of people, everyday people at the grocery store, everyday people at the shopping mall, when it boils down to it, Republicans, Democrats, presidents, governments, when you, when it, when you, it boils down to this, when you really look at the heart of the matter, we all truly do want to be loved. We all want to love. We don't want to, none of us want to be lonely. If you ever spoke to someone that says, you know what? I want to live on an island the rest of my life, another 60 years, and never see a human being as long as I live. Well, you know what? Some people might have said that out of anger, out of hurt and woundedness, but the truth is they don't want that. What they really want is just to be surrounded by people that love them. And I'm bringing forth this podcast today in its sort of simplistic form because I really wanted to open the eyes of our understanding. You know, the Bible, or there's a song that says, you know, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. And that's so true. Open the eyes of each one of us, God, that we can see that, you know, what, at the, at the core of the fibers of our being, we're really not that different. And so when people come to me sometimes and they say, the Democrats are evil, they're horrible, wicked people. Oh, the Republicans are horrible, wicked people. I say, no, you know what? They're not. <laughs> Neither one of them are not. You know, do I find presidents that I'm not a big fan of? Sure, I do. But you know what I've realized? They just go about things differently. And maybe they're speaking out of woundedness. Maybe they're speaking out of hurt. Maybe they're speaking out of pride. Who knows? Maybe they're speaking out of their arrogance, or maybe their parents never gave them a chance, and here's their chance to be a big bully, you know, from the White House and just bully people, you know, or whatever the case may be. But when the bulls don't do it, you know what I've looked at? But at the heart of that person still wants the same thing that Jeremy Lopez wants in his life. And so it helps to ease the anger and ease the discomfort. 
and sort of ease the uh, the launching out of attacking you know political parties and attacking other people and attacking other religions and attacking you know all these people. It's funny throughout the years of my life coaching, I've had people tell me, "I don't understand why this person doesn't want to be a Christian. I don't understand why would you want to be Hindu. I don't understand why would everybody why would anybody want to be this instead of that." And those are questions that, hey, let's be real about it. We've pretty much all asked before in our heart or either with our mouth out loud, you know, and, and sort of insert a foot into our mouth because we said it out loud just to suit so many people. But you know what I've realized is we might not kind of wrap our brains around why people want to believe what they believe or love who they love or touch who they want to touch, you know, in the sense of their spouse or who they feel they're attracted to, whatever the case may be. But you have to begin to look and realize that when we begin to say, I don't understand that person, I don't understand them, find in your heart never to use me versus them. Because when you say me versus them, what you're saying is not only are they separate from me, they're my enemy, they're my competitor, they're opposite from me. You know what I've realized about people? When I sit here and I say me versus my neighbor, what does that bring into my mind? It brings a this boxing ring mentality that I'm versing them in the sense of I have to find out it's do or die. Who's going to who's going to be left standing at the end of the day? And you know what? That's a miserable existence to live. Think about it. It's a very miserable existence to live on this planet. And there are people I life coach all the time that find themselves all the time in deep warfare, constantly fighting. Everything is out to get me. Everyone is out to get me. And to be honest with you, I look and I say, isn't that exhausting? When you get sick and tired of being exhausted from that type of mentality, trust me, you'll make a great warrior for peace, a great warrior for grace, a great warrior for justice for people who are marginalized or people who are wounded or people that you once thought were against you. You just realize, hey, you know what? They're just wounded. They're just hurt. So instead of me versus them, what about it's me and them? making us all, because think about it, even grammatically, you can't really say me and them. That's not really grammatically. If I'm including myself in a them, then I should say we. Think about that. I would say if I'm going to, if there's two people in this room with me in my office, and I'm talking about going to the store, I never say me and them. I usually, proper grammar would probably say what? We are going to the grocery store. Or let's say me, Lisa, and Todd are going to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden that sort of pulls in the singularity, pulls in the names of the people going with me that include that's included in the we. So even grammatically will tell you that it doesn't sound proper to be able to put you versus someone else because of the fact it doesn't make good grammar. But what makes good grammar is, hey, we're all in the same boat together. We're all struggling together. We're all wounded together, and yet we're all strong together. And so when you begin to see that, you realize grace, 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 grace. God's grace is sufficient for me. And if it's sufficient for me and my crazy, crazy messed up life at times, then guess what? His grace is sufficient for these people. I'll just say it as, as on the podcast. These people separate from me. <laughs> his grace is still sufficient for them as well. So if that's the case, guess what? Then his grace is sufficient for us, for all the we's, <laughs> for us. And that's how you begin to calm down the warfare of us versus them. This is, this is the calming down of the, 
the launching out of feeling like everybody is out to get you, or that maybe because you don't know your neighbor, then it's us versus them, or it's me versus them. How do you know that it could be your very best friend that you've ever had in your whole life? This is where you have to begin to really look and say, you know what? Is it true? Is it, is, is everyone really out to get me? Not at all. You know what's funny about life? They're probably thinking you're out to get them. Think about that. The people that we look at and say, man, I better do this before they say this to me. You know what they're probably thinking? Man, I better do this before they say this to me too. Because guess what? We all sometimes think alike. And so before you sit here and say, oh, wives, what's wrong with them? And yet they're probably looking at you saying, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we all tend to think the same way? One thing that, you know, sometimes when you hear me talk about politics, it's not because I'm, I'm a hater of politics. I'm not. It's not because I hate the Democrats or hate Republican people. You know, I mean, I've heard stories such as Republicans, you know, really are Pharisees and they won't do's and don'ts the same way. It's either their way or the highway. I've heard that, but yet I love them. I've heard Democrats as being the most liberal, you know, sloppy grace, wanting health care for everybody. And so I look at this and I say, let me ask you a question, honestly. Do both parties really want the best for people? Sure they do. Do both parties also sometimes want the worst for people? Sure they do. But you know what? I don't choose sides. I don't look at this and say they're evil and my party is good. So I bring up politics for a reason because I know many of you, it's a trigger for many of you. And, 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 and I understand that. And the truth is, you know what? Media wants you. It, media creates the trigger for you. Did you realize that? The more that we have a trigger to say, it's those people, it's that president. Do you realize what you are? You no, long, you no longer are a free thinker. You no longer think for yourself. You're proving to people in your little cult-mindedness that you have been deceived by the media. And so what you're saying is, you know what? Hey, I'm now become the robot of the media. And when you see that, you realize at this moment that all of a sudden, guess what? You're not the person that's convicted. You're not the person that's thinking for themselves. You're the person that has been sucked into a system to just believe the us versus them mentality. Because I promise you, if you were to get in God, if you were to, if you were to move in the mind of Christ, automatically you'd find yourself saying, you know what? Maybe these people on the opposite side of me are not so bad. Maybe, maybe they're fighting for justice just by different means. Maybe they want to go a different route. And maybe I was too blind to see that. You know, it's funny because I, I'll, I'll share this with you guys because I believe I'm talking to a good audience. I really do. But you know, when I hear people say things such as the Democrats want to kill babies, you know, and the Republicans want to save them, you know, here's the, here's the gist of, the, of it. I look and I say, is Jeremy for abortion? Not one bit. I am not for abortion at all. Personally, don't know. I, I personally think it is, it is murder. Yes. But you know what I've realized in my life is even though I look and I knew, I know of a couple of people who, who believe in it and I've asked them, do you believe in murder? Not at all. And even though my brain can say it's just flat out murder, but to someone else, and many of you, this is going to trigger you, so, so take a deep breath, but I've, but I've talked to some of those people and they don't see it that way. Now, is there maybe their eyes need to be enlightened to see stuff? Sure, absolutely. But I've realized in my life, I don't want to be that person that looks at people and says, you're completely wrong. You're a flat out murderer. Because if you think about it, does that person go home and love on their family, hug their children, eat a good dinner?
pray at nighttime probably. Maybe go to church on Sunday, some other kind of different church maybe that maybe I don't go to. Do they still go to job, do their work every day? And, and they still tell their wife and their husband they love them at nighttime and give them Valentine's Day roses and give them presents under the Christmas tree at Christmas? <laughs> I can guarantee they still do the same exact thing I do. So I've realized that when the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, I've learned that through that scripture, and sometimes I'm still learning, I've learned to say, let bygones be bygones, and just realize that there's some things, Jeremy, that you do that they're going to look at and say, I do not agree with you on. And they might be passionate and fired up about it. And you know what? They have every right to feel that way. I can promise you there's thousands of you listening right now to this podcast. I know you do. And I can probably pick out every one of you. If I could line up line up every one of you, not that I would do this, but I could probably point to every one of you if you tell me your personal, deepest, darkest secrets and say, you are wrong. This is wrong. This is no good. You know, you're divorced. Jesus said this about divorce. You know, hey, you're this, you're this over here. And Jesus said this about it. And the Bible says this about you. I could probably clobber every last one of you with a scripture. But does that make it right for me to do that? Not at all. You know why? Because you guys could probably find something in my life and clobber me good too. The understanding of a soft answer turns away wrath is realizing that, you know what? At the core of everybody, we've all done wrong. And we all can find things wrong in people's lives. But when we, at the end of the day, when we look ourselves in the mirror, we're actually all the same people. We really are. And even though we can look and say, but that is just point out, point out wrong over here. And this is wrong over here. I want you to remember one thing. How many people could probably point to you and say, but aren't you divorced? And didn't Jesus actually mention that? And yet he never mentioned this other thing you're pointing this other person about. Hello, who am I talking to today? Or how many of you have, have really, let's just be honest with you, how many of you have ever lied? You've ever gossiped? How many of you, let, let, let's just go there just for a moment, no condemnation. How many of you feel like you're overweight? Well, guess what? I could take the scriptures and say there are tons of scriptures. I mean, about a hundred, if not more, on gluttony. And, you know, and yet I could clobber every one of you. But you know what? Who wants to? Who cares? You know why? Because once again, you could do the same thing to me on some issue. We can find wrong in all things, and we can find the good in all things, and we can be able to, and we could, let's just face it, folks, we could take the, the Holy Word of God, which is meant to be a redemption, a redemptive type of book of how God loves people, and we could still find scriptures that could clobber and utterly destroy every last one of us. My question would be this, is it really worth it? Not at all. Do you want to waste your energy clobbering people, finding the wrong in them, finding something you can disagree with them? Or do you want to say, hey, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. One thing we do agree on is this one thing. Let that one thing grow. The one thing you do find with people that you find in common, let that one thing grow. It's better said about somebody who can find a friendship or find a likeness between a huge crowd of people in every one of them more than feeling like everyone is against me. No one understands me. No one likes me. Because that doesn't say a lot about them. It says a lot about you as the person, right? So take this, take this today and let it, and just saturate yourself in it and say, you know what? Let my challenge this year, this, this season, let my challenge be this Lord. I don't want to judge people. 
I don't want to. I don't want to clobber people because they believe different from me, or maybe something I don't understand why they do. And no, not everyone is evil and bad and horrible at the core of trying to kill me or or murder me or whatever. You know, not everybody's out to kill me and get me. But I will say this, let your season be held in a place of giving people grace, but also finding it to say, my challenge is God, I want to find a likeness between all my neighbors. Because trust me, no one's going to just going to turn around and say, I hate you. Why do you hate me? I just do. There's no reason. Sometimes there's a reason there. Well, you're a little puffed up. You're a little prideful here. Or you're a little bit too, you know, maybe religious for me. You're a little bit too condescending to me. You're a little bit too much of throwing it in my face as if you're better than I am. There's always that little tiny fine print of something. Imagine if you could find that fine print to say, hey, it's okay. Be honest with me. Tell me maybe why you don't like me. And watch that person say, well, there's a one little thing. Don't get mad at me. One little thing here. And then you say, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm going to work on that one little thing because I want to be a better person to myself and to you and to thousands of other people. And that's how we improve our lives. And then ask them the same thing. And when you begin to do that, you can find a common denominator, a common factor between every person on this planet. If you try hard enough, and one thing I've realized is this, is friends are hard to come by. Finding a common denominator in somebody, trust me, that's wisdom. That shows that you've got a brain that really is, is desiring to, to find the good in people. And you'll get it. You will do it. One thing I've learned in my life as I close is I don't like having enemies. <laughs> and sometimes you just can't help people that maybe just don't like you. But what I do is I don't work hard to try to make somebody like me. But what I do find myself doing is finding out exactly what can I do in this moment when I have some time? What can I do to win you over? Tell me to where I can sharpen myself, my personality, my character. Sharp, help me sharpen that by you sharing with me something you noticed about my personality, my character that maybe I couldn't see about myself. And then you know what? Take it with constructive criticism and say thank you. Because an honest person that truly at the heart of the matter that really does like you will be honest with you and say, well, I don't like you because you, 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 you're this way. What they're saying is this. I really do like you. That's why I'm confessing my fault to you of what I have an issue with you about. Imagine how much you just won that person over and then don't get mad at them and say, thank you. That means a lot to me. Now I'm going to work on this. And while I work on this, hey, let's try to work our relationship out. Because you know what? One thing me and you do have in common is we're going to tell each other the truth. Maybe nothing else we have in common, but we're going to be truthful with one another. Trust me, folks, you can find something with every person. Let that be your challenge because I'll tell you something. There's nothing in life better than finding a person that says at the end of the day, at their funeral, is having all these multiple different people come up and say, you know what? We didn't see eye to eye on this, but this person loved me. And we had one thing in common, football. We had one thing in common. We loved watching this television show. We had one thing in common, and that is we want to show people just grace. We had one thing in common. We you know, we, you know, I, I, we like to do this together or we both like fishing. I would like for that to happen at my, at my funeral, not being morbid, but at my funeral, I would like to have diverse people say, you know what? We all will say the same thing. He was good at certain things. And that was our common factor between all of these different people. That says a lot about a person than just saying someone is, this is how it is. You either like me for what I am, or you don't like me. And I don't care if you don't like me. And you know, and, and because what you're saying is you really don't want to try 
to be all things to all people that you might win some. You don't really want to try to win people over and let people know that if you think you're really an awesome person, you're you're jipping other people, you're ripping off other people from getting to know you as that amazing person that you claim that you think you are. <laughs> and it's great to have people of all different types of walks of life to come into your world and see differently than you do. It's It's been my joy and my honor and my pleasure to have people see things differently than from I do. I don't like people around me, surrounding me that are yes people. Oh, you're anointed. Oh, you're great. Don't tell me that. I, I don't care about that. What I care about is your honesty to tell me, I love this, but this one little thing maybe you might want to work on. And everybody that knows me knows I am fine with constructive criticism. I welcome it. I'm like, thank you. Because if you recognize it, somebody else can recognize it too. So think about that today. Let it be at a place where you are moving yourself into a challenging to be the best version you possibly can for you, for God, and for thousands of other people who are truly dying to get to know the great person you are. Hey, thank you as always, folks, to tuning into this podcast. I hope you like it. And truly, if you do, or if you don't, you know, let us know. Comment on what you're watching this on or what social media outlet. Or also, you can also just email the ministry at customerservice at identitynetwork.net. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to hear more of. I love to hear from each one of you. You guys are my family. You guys are my friends. No matter who you are or where you're from, hey, we're all in this together. We're all trying to survive together, right? So, Hit me up. Tell me what you like. As always, when I close my podcast, I love to say these magical, wonderful, anointed words. And that is this. If you don't like your day, reshift your thinking and change the way your day is. And I guarantee you, your day will change once your thinking changes. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.